Hey everybody, welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. Every week we run away from home in order to beat a murder rap, join a small cult dedicated to laziness, and then eventually return home to murder our uncles. <laughs> yeah. All this in an effort to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. Hmm, and that's the plot of The Lion King, right? It's like Manchester by the Sea, only way darker. Anyway, this week, Americans are still getting used to a new leader of our pride, and I'll leave any scarred Trump comparisons to you. Meanwhile, on Wall Street, earnings news is going to dominate the headlines. Disney among the companies with the biggest names set to report. We'll also take a look at what to expect from Mouse House, as well as a couple other media giants that are on tap this week. We'll take a look back at the biggest news from last week. As expected, the Fed did a little of interest, but we'll take another look at the big picture and see if the latest Fed meeting did anything to change the interest rate picture. We'll also review Friday's big jobs data. It's one of the better months in a while, but the unemployment rate ticked up again. And we'll take a deeper dive into that report. Finally, as always, we'll roam some of the less-traveled savannas on the Wall Street Prideland. We've got corporate espionage involving self-driving cars. We've got a Shark Tank product that, well, doesn't work as well as the company said it would. And we've got a Starbucks product that's working a little bit too well. This is the Monkey's Uncle edition of Offbeat Wall Street. Uncle Scar, when I'm king, what'll that make you? A monkey's uncle. <laughs> You're so weird. You have no idea. I remember last week how we told you the Federal Reserve was a sure thing to leave interest rates alone this time around? Go back and play it again. We'll wait. No, I can't wait. I gotta catch a bus in a few minutes. <laughs> well, what happened, you ask? Well, a sure thing is... Well, it's a sure thing. That's why they call it a sure thing. The Fed left rates unchanged, and the decision came with a unanimous vote. The markets were hoping the Fed would offer clues about when the next interest rate hike would come, but policymakers didn't give any indication as to whether further tightening was imminent. Darn you all. And while the Fed didn't give much specific guidance, traders are generally betting that rates will remain steady for at least a little while longer. Trading in the options market suggests a nearly 87% chance that the Fed will leave interest rates unchanged again at its next meeting. The next rate announcement is set for March 15th. Looking a bit further out, the Fed has another meeting scheduled for early May. The markets are currently pricing in about a 65% chance that rates will still be the same after that announcement. Only when it gets to the middle of the year do higher rates start to look likely. Markets are currently pricing in a nearly 65% chance that rates will be higher by the end of the Fed's June meeting. Last week also saw the release of some new data about the labor market. The U.S. economy added more jobs than expected in January, according to new government stats. The Labor Department said that payrolls jumped by 227,000 jobs in the month. That was well above the 175,000 that economists were expecting. It was also a big step up from December. The latest data showed just 157,000 jobs were added in the last month of 2016. This was a very slight upward revision from the estimate released last month. Despite the notable rise in payrolls, the unemployment rate ticked up again. It rose to 4.8% in January from 4.7% in December. This was the second straight month that saw a rise in the jobless rate. In November, that figure reached a nine-year low of 4.6%. Now, as we've been telling you over the last few months about why this condition exists, as the job growth expands, the unemployment rate has shown a tendency to rise as well. This is the opposite of what you'd expect, though. More jobs should mean fewer people out of work, right? Wrong. The problem is that the labor participation rate ticked up in January. It went up 
from a level of 62.7 in December to 62.9. Now, when economists figure the unemployment rate, there are groups in the population that they leave out. Not everyone wants a job or is looking for a job. Some of them are also freelance podcasters. <laughs> so the government uses surveys to determine the approximate number of people who are looking for jobs but can't find one. And that's what they use to figure out the unemployment rate. Get it? Got it? Good. But the number of people on the sidelines is close to decades-long lows. Over the course of the last 10 to 15 years, millions of people have simply walked away from the labor force. Every time job growth begins to tick up, some of these people decide to get back into the game. Now, it means that we could see big job gains combined with an increased unemployment rate, at least until we soak up some of the excess labor force that's out there. Life's not fair, is it? You see, I, well, I shall never be king. And you shall never see the light of another day. (laughs) Well, it's a big week for media giants. Uh, Besides offbeat Wall Street, Disney is among the bigger names in the sector reporting earnings this week. The entertainment giant is expected to earn $1.49 a share. This would be a notable drop compared to last year when the company earned $1.63 per share. Here at Offbeat Wall Street, we just earned $1.49. <laughs> well, it's a start. Disney revenues expected to hold steady in the quarter. Here we're just expecting a quarter. Analysts are looking for that figure for Disney to come in at around $15.26 billion. That's about flat with last year. Last time around, Disney reported quarterly profits that rose to $1.77 billion, or $1.10 a share. That was up from $1.61 billion, or $0.96 per share, the same period last year. Analysts were predicting $1.16 per share, or $1.16, if you will. It just felt like saying it a different way. Revenue slipped about 3%, falling to $13.14 billion compared to $13.51 billion in the year-ago period. Analysts had expected the top line to edge slightly higher to $13.51 billion. Right along with Disney, a couple of other entertainment heavyweights are set to report results this week. Time Warner's expected to report earnings that'll be about 12% higher than last year. Revenues are projected to rise as well. Top-line growth is estimated to be about 9%. News Corp is another major media company on this week's earnings docket, the owner of Fox News. They're expected to see earnings dip for the quarter. Revenues are projected to slip as well. The top line is seen lower by more than 2%. Looking at some other sectors, Coca-Cola and GM will likely be the highlights of the week's earnings reports as well. Coke's earnings are expected to edge down compared to last year, with revenues projected to fall nearly 9%. GM is also expected to see lower quarterly profits. Revenues at the automaker are expected to see nearly 5% gains, though. This week's earnings docket will include reports from packaged food maker Kellogg, fancy grocery store chain Whole Foods, and travel booking website Expedia. Not much economic news due out this week. On Tuesday, the government set to release data on international trade. Later in the week, a report on import and export prices is set to come out. And data on consumer sentiment is on the schedule as well. <sighs> There's one in every family, sir. Two in mine, actually. And they always manage to ruin special occasions. What am I going to do with him? He'd make a very handsome throw rug. Sazu. And just think, whenever he gets dirty, you could take him out and beat him. <laughs> All right, each week we like to wander off the beaten track a little bit, take a look at some money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. Time now for our quick hits. All right, let's start with a little corporate espionage. Cue the Mission Impossible theme. Oh, wait, we don't have the money to pay the royalties for that. Let's just stick with the stock production music. Hey, it looks like Tesla Motors has sued a former executive for revealing company secrets. 
Tesla alleges that Sterling Anderson, a former director of its autopilot program, stole secrets and lured away key staff. In a filing last week in California, the carmaker alleged that Anderson took proprietary information about the autopilot program and also recruited fellow Tesla employees for another autonomous driving company. The lawsuit also named the former head of Google's autonomous car project as a defendant. Tesla alleges that both executives attempted to start a company together called Aurora. On the subject of honesty, well, if you can't trust a shark tank, who can you trust? Who? Tell me. Mm, yeah. Federal regulators said that they've reached a settlement with Breathometer Incorporated over charges that the company made false claims about its product. Breathometer secured some of its funding from the business TV game show Shark Tank. It makes a product that's supposed to be a home breathalyzer device used to test a person's blood alcohol level. However, regulators charged that the company oversold the product's accuracy. It claimed that the product was up to, quote, government lab-grade testing, unquote, which turned out not to be true. Well, here at Offbeat Wall Street, uh, we have some advice for you if you're still waiting for that product to come out. Who knows how long it'll be tied up by red tape. You can always find out how much you've drank by just counting the empties on the kitchen counter. Anyway, hey, uh, a big cable company's in big, big trouble for allegedly lying about Internet speeds. Spectrum and its parent cable operator, Charter Communications, have been sued by New York's Attorney General over the issue. Spectrum used to be Time Warner Cable. They're alleged to have provided subpar services with Internet speeds slower than advertised. The suit followed a 16-month investigation. A cable company not delivering a promise? Color me shocked. From a couple of products that don't work as well as their company said to another that works all too well. Changing the subject, Starbucks has seen its online ordering system get so popular. How popular, you may ask? Well, so popular that it's actually hurting results. Yeah, that's possible. Mobile order and pay options have been so successful it's resulted in long and crowded lines in the pickup areas. According to the company, the higher volume demand caused slow service and discouraged walk-up customers. This led to lower than expected sales growth in the last quarter. Starbucks said that a growing number of stores are challenged to keep up with volume demands and that the company is focused on fixing the problem. So while you're online ordering your Vente Latte Hefe Cafe, the world of cyberspace might be getting a little friendlier. Well, it looks like Twitter is uh, going to be taking some further steps to fight online bullying. The company rolled out several new features in order to counter abuse on the platform. The company didn't provide any long-term details of the plan, but did suggest the initiative was going to be an ongoing process. You know, kid, in times like this, my buddy Timon here says you gotta put your behind in your piss. No, no, uh, no. I mean... Amateur, lie down before you hurt yourself. It's, you gotta put your past behind you. Hey, thanks everybody, this has been Offbeat Wall Street. If you like the show, go to iTunes and subscribe. While you're there, go ahead, rate and review the show. Good ratings help others to discover it. It's very helpful. Also, tell all your friends, neighbors, coworkers, and uh, the person who mans the checkout counter at the local convenience store. <laughs> Thank you. Check out our website, offbeatwallstreet.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at offbeatwallstreet. Offbeat ST, like you see on the street signs. Thanks to the Big BS for shoveling all of this wonderful information to the foot of our driveways. Thanks, Brian Stewart, for script writing, co-production on the broadcast. And a special thanks to RTT News for providing a lot of the news and stats we use on the show. For up-to-date info on the markets, check them out at rttnews.com. And as we say goodbye, just a little last-minute advice. If you plan investment options and navigate the lion-eat-lion world of Wall Street, just remember exactly who you're dealing with out there. Carnivores. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody.